All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Exercise scientists have studied and written articles again and again about what the best time is to work out. And yet, we all know people who buck the trend and work out at kooky times that those researchers would scoff at. So, are they wasting their time, or are we? Alright, I have a confession to make. I'm one of those smug people who get up early, down a cup of coffee, and immediately hit the gym, or run the trails, or cycle the path, or splash the pool, or whatever else tickles my fancy that day. And I don't do that necessarily because I think that is the ultimate and optimum time of day to work out, but rather just because I like it. I like how it feels, I like how it sets up my day, and I like the boost of energy that I get from it. But, on the other side, I'm also one of those spur-of-the-moment exercisers who will find himself in the middle of the afternoon staring at a blank page where a blog article or a workout plan is supposed to be, and instead of buckling down, I suddenly get up and go for a walk or ride my bike to the pool or put on a yoga video before I dive back into work. Am I doing myself more harm than good by doing these early morning sessions? Should I stop giving in to my afternoon exercise whims and simply force myself to get back to work instead? Well, let's take a closer look. The other day I got into a brief, um, discussment with a friend of mine who's also a fitness coach about when exactly is the best time of day to work out. And while I did not disagree with his very scientifically backed assessment, well, I'm not one of those people who moves heaven and earth each time a new scientific study suggests that I'm quote-unquote doing it all wrong. In fact, I believe I concluded that convergreement I had with my friend by saying, I think I'm doing just fine. Now, sure, science says that your body temperature peaks in the afternoon, which means that I might be able to do my hard workouts, well, even harder in that part of the day. Sure, that could theoretically result in me getting bigger fitness boosts from that particular workout, but you know what else gives me a bigger fitness boost? Actually getting the workout done. Sure, my protein synthesis, which is the ability to use dietary protein for muscle repair, also peaks later in the day, which means I could maximize my body's ability to recover from that workout, but I also find it easier to recover from a workout when I'm not stressed out. You know, feeling rushed and pressured or under the gun to get my workout done and get back to work or off to dinner, well, that's not my idea of a worthwhile cool down. But you know what? That's just me. I am not trying to convince you all to become morning exercisers. I mean, on the contrary, 
If you are able to make an afternoon or evening workout work for you, then great, you actually have some science on your side. But if you're like me, don't sweat it. Now let's break down each time of day and make a pros and cons list. Let's start with afternoon or evening. If you are purely exercising to achieve the absolute highest possible intensities during your workout, then the optimal time to exercise is in the afternoon or the early evening. And as my friend reinforced during our uh, disargument, if you are purely exercising to excel at your sport, or if you really want to achieve the absolute highest possible intensities during that workout, then again, the optimal time to exercise is when your body temperature is at its highest, and that is during the afternoon or early evening. You know, our body temperature typically increases throughout the day and it peaks late in the afternoon. So the theory is that our muscle strength and cardiovascular endurance also peak late in the afternoon. And there's also that added benefit that in the afternoon, our reaction time is also the fastest and our heart rate and blood pressure is at its highest. All of this combines to improve athletic performance and also potentially reduce the possibility of getting injured. Now, in addition, research suggests that working out in the evenings can also increase your physical capacity, your aerobic capacity, and strength output by between 8 to 30%. And sprint capabilities have also been measured as being higher in the afternoon by about 4 to 5%. Now, you probably know that testosterone is an important hormone for muscle growth and for strength for both men and women. While performing resistance training in the afternoon, well, your body produces more testosterone than it does doing that same workout in the morning. And the stress hormone that's known as cortisol, which has been linked to storage and accumulation of fat and also to muscle wasting, peaks in the morning and then gradually decreases throughout the day. Now, I take all of this to mean that the next time I miss that early morning swim or a hill sprint session, well, I'm not going to beat myself up because if I can make it up later in the day after my workday is complete, I may even train a little bit harder. But there are also a couple of drawbacks with the late in the day workouts. Gyms and fitness centers generally get the most action between 5 and 8 p.m., and that can make it more difficult to get the machine or the weight bench or even get into the class that you really want to take. Mid-mornings tend to see less traffic at those gyms and fitness centers. There's usually a bump in gym goers between about 6 a.m. and 8 a.m., but these exercisers tend to be of the hit-it-and-run variety. Plus, in my own experience, the folks who get out on the trails for their run or their ride early in the morning, well, they tend to be of the friendlier variety as well. I am met with many good morning at 7 a.m. and many more steely gazes at 4 p.m. Before I go on, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, all about metabolism. And his company, MetPro, continues to help thousands of people transform their bodies by hacking their metabolism through concierge coaching. 
Now, I spent a couple of months actually using MetPro a while ago, and it was a really cool experience, I have to say. MetPro is doing some really interesting and innovative work to help you better understand your body so you can get the results you want. And MetPro actually just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and the tailored strategy that their experts are using. And you know what? It's not a food logging tool or a workout app for that matter. The MetPro app actually allows you to start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to using science. And my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up if you head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to take advantage of this opportunity. That's metpro.co slash getfitguy for up to one month for free. Okay, now let's talk about what it's like to work out in the morning. As much as it seems like it's a total slam dunk for the afternoon and evening exercisers, we're not going to stop there. If you get out there early and jumpstart your metabolism and increase your body's core temperature early in the day, you can do things like increase your post-exercise oxygen deficit and calorie burning rate for the rest of the day. Now, the science on this is unclear and a little bit torn, but many trainers and coaches absolutely swear that if you're going to try to lose weight, a morning session is going to get you more bang for your crack of dawn buck. Interestingly, because exercise can increase your heart rate and your body temperature, if you work out too late in the evening, which is after 8 p.m., you could have the potential to disrupt your sleep, and one study showed that working out at 7 a.m. when compared to 1 p.m. or 7 p.m. could actually help you get a better night's sleep. Now, psychologically speaking, you may be more likely to actually exercise in the morning instead of after a hard day of work. At the end of the workday, your mind and your body are tired, and that can lead to things like lowered willpower. At the end of the day, you're also more likely to have other duties to fulfill with your family and your friends. At that point, it really doesn't matter if you're able to exercise with higher intensity or larger hormone boosts in the afternoon if you don't get a chance to actually do the workout. Now finally, one study that measured the neural response to pictures of food after exercise found that 45 minutes of moderate morning exercise helped to suppress the volunteers' appetites immediately after working out. Research also showed that people can burn up to 20% more body fat exercising on an empty stomach, which is arguably more easier to do first thing in the morning than at any other time during the day. But, as the nutrition diva pointed out in one of her podcasts about the best time to exercise, Exercising on an empty stomach may increase the amount of body fat you burn during exercise. But look, your body alternately makes and burns body fat all day long, transferring fuel in and out of its various accounts. So you might burn a little bit more fat while you're exercising on an empty stomach, but then burn a little bit less fat later in the day. Over the long term, the amount of fat you have in your body depends mostly on how many calories you take in versus how many calories you burn. And you can find more useful information like that from my friend, the Nutrition Diva, if you go to nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. All right, let's talk about working out at noon. When I worked in an office building that had a gym actually in the basement, this was a total no-brainer for me. 
And sure, I still usually got up and did some sort of movement first thing in the morning because, well, that's how I roll, but I saved my heavy lifting for a noon workout. And for some people, lunchtime really is the best time to exercise, especially if you have some coworkers that can help keep you company or keep you accountable. Now, I'm sure I don't need to say this, but just in case, eat after you work out, not before. If you eat before, not only is it uncomfortable, but the blood that you want to go to your muscles is going to be going to your digestive tract instead. If you need some fuel before you do that noon workout, make sure it's just a light snack and eat it at least 30 to 45 minutes before you hit the office gym. All right, after all this, what is the best time? Well, you don't have to be a scientist to determine the best time for your own exercise. If the best time is not immediately apparent to you, well, simply try working out in the morning, then try noon, then try late in the afternoon or early in the evening. Now give each time of day a fair shake though. A week or two should be enough to give you a good idea of which you enjoy and which makes the most sense for you and which makes you feel the best during the workout and after. It should also give you a good idea of how that time of day works with or perhaps against your other life's commitments. In the end, one of the most important aspects of any fitness regime is consistency. And that goes for time of day as well. In fact, a research paper called The Effect of Training at a Specific Time of Day suggests that the body could actually adapt to regular workout times. So let's say you hit the weight room every day at 4 p.m. Well, then eventually you might start to perform better at 4 p.m. than any other time of day. And there's another study called Temporal Specificity in Adaptation to High-Intensity Exercise Training that says sticking to a specific workout time can actually result in improvement in things like performance, oxygen consumption, and perceived exhaustion. In fact, the researchers concluded that, and I quote, greater improvements can be expected to occur at the time of day at which high-intensity training is regularly performed. Hmm. But, okay, if you're one of those people who really needs to know that they are squeezing every last drop of goodness out of your sweatband, what's the optimal plan? Well, the optimal combination is actually having an aerobic session lasting about 30 to 60 minutes in the morning, followed by a more intense high-intensity interval training or resistance workout or very sport-specific session late in the afternoon or evening. If you're still at a point in your fit life where your exercise sessions are pretty hit or miss, well then scheduling your workout session for pretty much the same time of day each day will definitely help to turn that into a habit. Whether you decide on first thing in the morning or over lunch hour or after work or after dinner, it is most important to make it part of your routine. People who are just beginning their fitness journey and try to exercise randomly are, well, they're much more likely to give up. Leave those random workouts to, well, us experts. Okay, two final tips before I sign off. Number one, if you choose to work out in the morning, make sure to take extra time to warm up those muscles that are likely cold and tight from being asleep for the last few hours. And number two, if you're choosing to work out in the afternoon, 
well, make sure to keep those workouts consistent. It might help for you to treat them as unbreakable appointments and mark them off as unmovable meetings in your calendar. Whatever you need to do to stay consistent. All right, guys, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it has been one year since I took over the Get Fit Guy podcast from my friend Ben Greenfield. It has been a real pleasure doing this podcast for the last year, and I hope to keep doing it for many years to come. If this podcast has been helpful for you or entertaining or hopefully both, would you go over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever you listen to this podcast and leave a little review or a rating or even just a note? I would absolutely love that. I've been doing this for a year and some feedback would be more than welcome. Thanks, guys. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Nerds! Have new money goals? Turn to the experts at NerdWallet. Want to support your daughter's soccer career? With a new backyard big enough to kick in, we can help you find that new mortgage. Or need a credit card that turns your new console into cashback rewards? We've got you. Whatever your money goals, our nerds compare hundreds of the top mortgage lenders, credit cards, and more, so you can easily find the best for you. For all your money questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. NMLS 1617539.